You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome to this week's episode of Best Camp of My Life, a podcast about MMA, kind of, but not really, but kind of. I'm your host, Fernanda Prates, and as boring and uninspiring, uninspiring, words are hard, we're off to a good start. As that is, we're going to have to settle for that because I am not doing a big elaborate intro today uh, because I only use those for the special guests, and I get that this may sound a little offensive to the guest that we have, but it's just that uh, today we have a co-host who is, as we would say back home in Brazil, de casa. He's from home. You know him. He knows you. He knows me. We all know each other. I'm once again joined by my person in this world, my partner in crime, and in podcasts and in watching terrible and not terrible movies, Rodrigo del Campo. Hi, babe. Say hi. You laughed so hard, you saturated your mic. Why? That's how hard you laughed about like not making me feel special in this podcast. So, because I okay. I know how sensitive you are. Off to a good start. I knew you. you would feel a little sad about that, and I I immediately destroyed inside. And it's a Tuesday, my Wednesday. Sorry, and. I don't know if I can live through this, especially this Wednesday, but okay. We're recording this just so everybody knows on a Saturday, the Saturday of UFC 263. Um, so we're not going to be talking about at all about UFC 263. We will be talking about a movie. This is a review episode. So obviously there are going to be spoilers. And I would also, before we get started, like to include a bit of a trigger warning for uh, domestic violence um, and just a horrible shitbag person in general. But. <laughs> I was going to say, a, tr a trigger warning for Naaman. For we're literally dealing with like one of the worst characters I've seen in my life. There are a lot of slurs and a lot of violence, but yes, uh, particularly sensitive subjects such as domestic violence will be discussed. And the movie is called Embattled. It is, actually, I'll start with that. It's a movie from 2020 and it is an MMA movie, uh, Otherwise, we wouldn't really be discussing it here today. It's a fight movie. But uh, I think the main thing that surprised me is that I had never heard of this movie in my life. I only found out that it existed because uh, a friend of mine sent a sent me the, the trailer via DMs on Instagram. 
uh, something to the lines of cheesiest MMA movie ever or something. And I saw the trailer and I just knew I had to watch the movie because the trailer really fucking sucked. Um, and the movie doesn't really suck. It's a lot better than you would think it is just from those few minutes. But before we get started on plot and everything, had you heard of Embattled? No idea. I I watched it and then, then I like refrained on like uh reading more about it. Like I wanted to like be this to be what I saw. And then I like a weed. But like now I'm wondering if this isn't like a movie that was um because it's bought by IFC, by the Independent Film Channel in the US, right? Maybe this is a movie that was like produced in 2020 and then like find found this distributor in 2021. And this is why we're like kind of hearing about it now. Could be, but I did find several reviews from like last November. Oh, then yeah. I'm stupid and I'm wrong. No, no, no. Well, you're wrong, not stupid. Well, not, not with it. I'm kidding. You're not stupid. You're very smart, boo-boo. And very good at picking ladies, obviously. Except from your ex. She was very tacky. Um, which one of them? <laughs> you know which one. Not going to put her on blast. I don't even know her. That's not a very nice move. Uh, but she should really retire those ugly dresses. But anyway. Anyway, I digress. Um, yeah, so the movie is called Embattled. And it's a story about a man who really fucking sucks playing <laughs> <laughs> and, and we'll, we'll talk about it i honestly thought about making a little game in which we just name all the ways in which it sucks but i figured it would eat our entire hour but yeah it's about a man who really fucking sucks called cash who also happens to be an mma fighter and he has a son uh, jet who is actually a very nice young man um and they have a very, very weird dyna family dynamics going on. Um, he's divorced from Jet's mom um, and who's Susan, played by Elizabeth Razor. And they he, the kid fights too. And as the movie progresses, he trains. It starts off with both of them walking out to one of the dad's fights. The kids, the kid fights. So you can see that they're they have a good relationship um and the dad helps the kid train and as the movie progresses um we see that it's a lot more complicated than that because again the dad really fucking sucks he in does. several several ways um and we'll we'll get to everything that that happens not necessarily chronologically because that would demand a kind of organizational skill and linear thinking that I do not possess. So I would actually want to start by addressing cash because one thing that really, I'm not going to say surprised me, but that the, 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 the arch of the movie is very like cheesy fight movie, like very, it's traditional in a way, but non-traditional in others. I mean, we're used to the family, the complicated family dynamics fight movies, right? Like, and I, I'm trying to recall, oh yeah, it was Juice uh, from the Fighting With Myself podcast who said on Twitter, oh, I wish there were more fight movies in which like people are just chilling and they're good at fighting, in which there's not some like obscure dramatic background, but it is usually how fight movies go. The drama could come in the form of the career, not in yeah. the form of the family, just like, 
being, being awful. No, no, the family is not awful. Let's just yeah. say this. The family, the family is, is great. Everything, everybody, I will say this. Everybody in this movie except for Cash is cool. Literally. And the organization. The MMA organization. They're like the WFA. They're, they're on power for a fighting organization. Like they're yeah. not worse. They're not better. They're not a caricature. Everyone else is like good people. Yeah. Even like Cash is trainer and we'll get to it. But Cash is just shit. Like it's like the Deep South version of Conor McGregor crossed over with Cowboy Cerrone. And he's just the most awful and terrible human being and we can like sit down and do a list of like half an hour yeah. of all the fucked up shit he does. Yeah, just so you have an idea, the like I said, the movie starts off with Cash walking out to one of his fights and uh, Jet is in his corner and at first they're talking about his penis I think. Yeah, literally the first conversation, the first conversation is about the size of his penis. It's about Cash and his penis pride. So you're you're you know what you're in for. But and obviously he doesn't have a hot wife just because he's him. He has a hot wife because he has a big penis. Which would actually explain a lot because his hot wife is like, cool. So what the fuck is she doing with Cash? That was like my biggest <laughs> question in the movie. Like, how? So it's not like, even the money, dude. Like, not even the money nothing justifies this. explains it. No. In fairness, she's the only person he's actually kind of okay with for a while. Because that changes too. Which is weird. <laughs> right. Because he's like super fucking racist. And she's African-American. So riddle me that. <laughs> but that's the thing. I think it's one of those attempts to give him a little bit of complexity. And we see those in a few. You see a few of those attempts. Um, but mostly it, they don't work. This is not a nuanced like kind of charismatic anti-hero character. I don't know if that's what they were going for. This is just a detestable person. But just going back to that first scene, he they talk about the penis. And right before he goes into the cage to fight uh, what I believe to be a Russian opponent, he says he's about to get some commies. So now you know. And then he fights, he wins, and they're back on his private jet because he's in insanely rich. And he... First hits on the stewardess, the flight attendant, in a very brazen way in front of his wife, who seems to just be used to that entire situation. But then he does that. And then he tries to get the kid to sleep with the flight attendant. And he calls her a ha hair pie or something. Yep. Which I don't even, I didn't even know if that was a thing. You call women hair pies. <laughs> I was just very, uh, I, I didn't know that was a thing that happened. I made a, a weird remark involving seven-year-old Korean boys. Let's not go there. By the way, I will not be reproducing the words that this man uses to describe everyone, including his literal children, because I just can't even say those oh, out dude, loud. Oh, dude, the nickname he has for the other son is just like, I want to like... I know he would kick my ass. Yeah. But I would like try to punch him if I heard him say that. Cash, by the way, is played by Steven Dorf, who I have recently just seen Blade for our other podcast about movies called You Love to See It. Um, and then I did not recognize Steven Dorf because he's also the villain in Blade. Yeah. Because he just has a villain face. It's just a thing that happens with he Steven He does. Dorf. Yeah. And he's very good at this because I 
don't know Steven personally. Sorry, Steven. I'm sure you're a great guy, but I hate you now. Because to me, you're cash and you fucking suck. But <laughs> so yes, uh, Rodrigo mentioned the brother. So he had two kids with his former wife, uh, Jet and Quinn. And Quinn has uh, a developmental disorder called Williams syndrome. Uh, interesting fun little fact that Quinn is actually the real life son of the screenwriter of the movie, the actor who plays Quinn. And, um, And he's so great. He's like one of the highlights the of the movie. Just he's awesome. Very good. Like just very charming. Um, Jet is also very good. Very charming. Um, the mom, Susan, very good. Very charming. Everybody's fucking great. Also like, that girl. Except for Cash. The mom. The mom. Yeah. Who's been on several television things. And somehow I only remember. <laughs> I never. Here's the thing. I've we, never always, watched, we remember her from the same thing. Right? I, yeah. I talked to, to you about this. I've never watched Grace Anatomy consistently. Yeah. Like whatever Grace Anatomy I've ever watched was like mm -hmm. when I was like in college and stuff. And my mom sure, would watch sure. it. When did it look? Like I never caught you at 4 a.m. binging on Grace Anatomy. That's a lie. I just yeah, thought it would never. be funny. I have never. There's like, oh, my mom's watching. I'm going to like sit down with my mom, like watch TV with her for like 10 minutes and okay. And it's like in one of the first seasons, he, what does she go in for? Like she, she had a car crash and she's and she, And her face was like. I think it's like, I don't know if it's a car crash, but it's some kind of like gruesome accident. And it's very injured. His, her face was very injured. You can't injured, see right? her. Yeah. Her face and gets reconstructed. And eventually like gets reconstructive surgery yeah. and stuff. And it's her. And I don't know why like that storyline like stuck in my head for so long. And every time she works a lot because yeah. I see her a lot. Yeah, it's uh, Elizabeth Reiser yeah. or Reiser. I don't know how to pronounce her last name. I think it's Reiser, but I don't know either. Yeah, I mentioned. And her. she like, she's in everything. Who it's do like, we oh, also her. think she her. looks like? Lillian um, Garcia? No, yeah, no, no, no. It wasn't Lillian Garcia from PFL. PF. It it's a Bellator. Yeah, the, the hostess from the desk in Bellator. Yeah, forget I forgot her, her name. I always too. forget her name. Yeah, the, the, she does the desk for Bellator yeah. during the broadcast. Yep. Yeah. So, so he and obviously Cash rejects his son, uh, his disabled son, because that's the kind of person he is. So let's recap. He's a racist. Yep. He uses racist language, at least a lot. Um, homophobic language, a lot. Xenophobic language, a lot. Misogynistic language. Misogynistic language, a lot. A lot. Um, he is a shitbag to his uh, son because he has a disability. He is a shitbag to his other son because, I don't know, he did judo. Like, because <laughs> that's another thing. Because he was saying, like, the he U.S. Listens. junior team, like, the youngest ever to accomplish this. But you suck as you do judo. And he okay. also listens to Kobe Kyle and other and Taylor Swift. So, oh, because that's a whole other thing. The kid Jet is sensitive. He listens to girl music. He listens to T Swift. But I'll say this was very unrealistic because there is a scene in which uh, Jet is in their training together and he's like lifting weights or something, and the dad puts on his ear uh, headphones and then he says. Is this fucking Kobe Kylet? And it's like, no, that man would not recognize Kobe Kylet by I don't listening know who she is. to it. And he has your music taste, babe, because he names the Deftones. No, no, I don't know who that artist no, is. I no, I don't. When he mentions the things you should uh, hear, what else does he say? I actually wrote it down. System of a Down, which I don't think he matches. 
It matches. It doesn't match at all. Okay, fine. So some down Deftones and Rob Zombie. Rob Zombie matches to a fucking T. Yeah. And I was hurt by the Deftones thing because <laughs> I'm fine with System of a Down. I have my face. I watch them live. It's okay. Rob Zombie, I like White Zombie. I don't care that much with Rob Zombie as a yeah. solo beat. I love the Deftones. Like, it's legit one of my favorite bands. Love the last album. Hear them three, four times a week. It's like, God damn it, this piece of shit likes the band I like. Yeah. No. No. I'm sorry. No. It happened. It uh, happened. If, it, if well, it's any consolation, he's a fictional character. I do have this to say for his fictional, like, sorry. For his liking of System of a Down. What? I only saw him live years. It was like 2005. We're not talking about System of a Down. Babe. I went to the, in the <laughs> arena. I swear yeah. to God, 95% of the crowd was Cassius. Like we as four Mexicans were like, do we, legit, legit, legit. Do we leave? Did you? No, no, no. We stayed because it was Mars Volta and System of Down. But like, it was like. <sighs> Mars Volta is so boring. In the line for like getting beer, in the line for the bathroom, yeah. there's like, you start speaking Spanish and you feel like 50 heads just turn and see you like, why? It's the caches and all around. And it's so weird. Like, like have you listened message. to what they yeah, say right? about? There's, not, there's literally no, aren't they like anti-establishment and shit? Uh, yeah, and also like in favor of like countries recognizing the Armenian genocide, yeah. anti-war, like a legit <laughs> against everything <laughs> that crowd likes. So, Well, after seeing Brazilians like be angry like fucking Tom Morello for being anti-Bolsonaro, oh. I don't <laughs> No, remember the guy, me. right? Like, oh, Tom Morello, the big political expert. Like, now he's against Trump. The <laughs> guy on Twitter is like, um, you know, I graduated from like poly whatever. Not that it matters, but Harvard. I'm an actual political expert. And have you ever listened to the lyrics of Rage Against the Machine? But we digress. <laughs> we digress. We went on a bit of a tangent. You have me. There had to be a rant. There, there, there are. We, we're, we've come. We, we set our time expecting the tangents Thank already. You. Thank you. Uh, and this is not like a very dense movie. I think we can allow for some tangents. Also, we have to say before we go on, it's an actual decent movie, even though this character it is. is odious as fuck. You're absolutely right. Like, and that's that's the thing. I saw the trailer expecting a horrible, cheesy, like just bleh, movie. And it is it is cheesy in several ways. And it is. Right, and there are some points where like the writing is not amazing, but it's up. It's I think that the writer is the same from American History X. Yeah, and there's some parts that are shot like really cheesy, yeah. really kitschy, and would have benefited maybe from some other stuff. But it's fine. It's yeah. a fine movie for like a midday afternoon when you have like nothing to do, don't want to read, don't want to listen to an album. Just Watch the this. dialogues are fine. The fight scenes are fine. But we'll, we'll get to, to all of that. But I think one thing I always point out when talking about movies that as an intellectually lazy person, I like movies that just lay out the whole thing for me <laughs> right away. And this one, right away, like when you're in the jet and Cash is saying all those horrible things and Jet's like, oh, no, I won't sleep with this hot flight attendant because I have a calculus test tomorrow. You're kind of like, oh, he's a knight. Like you understand everything about this, right? Like you realize right away, Cash is a terrible asshole, macho, the personification of toxic masculinity. That's really, I think, what the movie's trying to get across. Yep. And this very sweet son. 
And I think the idea is that this very sweet kid sometimes sees a little bit of his dad peering through him, um, but he fights against it. But that's that happens in a very subtle way because Jet's like a nice guy from beginning to end. He loses his temper with uh, his brother sometimes. He's kind of a dick to his mom like once, but in general, like very much in line with an 18-year-old boy who has a lot of responsibility on him because another horrible cash thing. We should have like a little <laughs> little theme. Like, hey, another shit aspect of cash. He's also stingy as shit. He, we, we come to find later in the movie why, but he won't pay his family uh, like decent money, even though he's a fucking millionaire and they're broke. So Susan, the mom has to get several jobs, including waitressing. Yeah. She's a waitress and a therapist. Yes. And, uh, so they're broke all the time. They don't have enough money. And that's a point of conflict between Cash and his school wife because she's like, and that that was another cool thing that I thought about the movie that they added that instead of having this like bimbo wife with like no layers who just stands there and looks pretty. Which would have been easy. As which shit. would have been super easy. Uh, she's played by Carrie Westrand, by the way. I she's really good, by the way. She's great. She's great. And she's like gorgeous. Uh but I don't know how to say her name properly. Carrie Wish, Carrie Wish Trent, I think. Um, and she she fights him because she's like, I don't understand why you don't give your family money. Uh, I don't understand why we don't spend more time with with your other son, Quinn. And he mentions his dad and then she throws a line that kind of contextualizes the fact that he was abused by his dad, that his dad was an abusive drunk. Um, and I think that's kind of like, meant to symbolize this idea of the cycle of abuse. And even though it's not really expressed correctly, I think it's just very throwaway and it can come across as sort of like an excuse for his behavior. I do appreciate that this was in there because we know in real life how these things happen and, and how the cycle happens. And it makes Jet's character deeper into this narrative because he is the character breaking that cycle of abuse. So that's, I thought that was was pretty fucking cool. Um, but yeah, so we've established that Cash is terrible. Um, he is abusive toward Jet in a, like he's, he pretty much is dismissive and ignores Quinn, but he's abusive of Jet in the sense that, well, he fights Jet once in the gym and is very aggressive. Because Jet like knocks him down with a kick and he's like, yeah. oh, this is like just the second time. I've been sent to the canvas by a kick. And he's upset and then he goes at it. And it's like, yeah, the wife's shooting it, right? For like above. It's not and, the wife. It's the lady who works at the gym. Ah, uh, which is the, yeah, we'll get to it. And she's immediately told to like delete it. Like stop trying to start broadcasting because apparently she was like streaming. Yeah. And delete it immediately because obviously he like gets upset because he got caught by Jed. He legit just goes to town on him. He got his... On his kid, he was like also Eagle a professional fight. fighter, but he's like two fights into his career, three fights into his career, and he just like goes to town on him. And then he gets, he schedules a fight. He schedules a sparring session with like this number three welterweight in the world. We don't see that sparring session. We just see Jet all fucking hurt. 
because his dad is doing that to him. And not to mention all the verbal things. He's always implying that the son is gay because, of course, he is. Yeah. Because that's his kind of sense of humor. So I think we all, if you saw the trailer, you know where this is going because it's kind of the plot of the movie that at the end of it, Cash and his dad are going to fight. And I think that's what turned me off on the trailer because it just seemed so insane and implausible. It still does. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it is. Like a warrior situation, uh, the movie with Tom Hardy, and I don't remember anybody else because whenever Tom Hardy is on screen, that's all I can Oh, think Joel about. Ledgerton. Yes. That's the brother. The lesser uh, brother. Well, actually, I think Trina Jackson Wink for the movie. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because there was a bunch of Australians. There's a time where um, Kyle Noak and another Australian from like Tough were there because they used to live with Vallito mm. Perez. That's how I know. He's still not Tom Hardy, so he's inferior. And then um, it's a story about she's brothers. She's just a better actor and an actual director. So I will kill you. You know, we will we will physically fist fight. <laughs> he if didn't you do Venom. Debate so me on Tom Hardy being a good actor because he's an amazing actor. Venom is fine. It's not great. It's fine. And uh, yeah, for Q, by the way, <laughs> real quick. Uh, but no, so in Warrior, like brother versus brother is more feasible. We've seen it. I'm trying to remember the name oh, of the brothers. Oh, I called it. I called that oh, really? fight. Yeah, a Ben Fowler against Phoenix Jones. Oh, uh, no. Gato's father against Phoenix yeah, Jones. Yeah, Fodor. Yes, yes, Both yes, of them yes. are fathers. I just remember Ben Fox's stories on them uh, for Junkie. It was terrible. It was awful. Horrible. Uh, just, yeah, because we... Uh, where we're at Cloud Sports, we used to have the rights for war series of fighting okay. for a while. Mm-hmm. And we had that fight. Like, we had like the whole Phoenix Jones is like fighting here. Yeah. And then Kados was like also fighting there because Kados has he's been fighting for a while. And then like it came up like, yeah, brother against brother. And the way it got promoted, like it made us sick. Like I remember when we called that fight, it's like, okay, like we're going to call this fight because it's here and we're bringing you the show. We just think it's sick the way this has been promoted. I will ask you this. Do you think, because I think a lot of people would instinctively think, oh, that's money. Like people want to watch that. But I also think that there are some lines that we as humans don't want to see crossed and that some things make us more turned off than interested. What do you think that do you think that this is a situation in which people are more interested or turned? I off? think the people who watch Lamar Autumn against Aaron Carter like and us? paid for it. Okay. And paid for it. <laughs> I'm glad you made that distinction. And paid babe. for it. Like they'd be super excited. Okay, yeah. And I think that kind of audience has definitely has a ceiling. Okay. That like cheap I don't want to like, like the, cheapen the, it the that fucking wide, degenerates. Like, yeah. The, but no, but there's different kinds of degenerates, right? Like there's uh and I don't think he'd be upset about this. There's Caposa. Yeah. He's a degenerate. He watches way too much, too much MMA. I appreciate it. Yeah, because he's like, I yeah. get caught up on a bunch of stuff because he's cool Absolutely. and stuff. Absolutely. He's providing like a public service. And then there's degenerates who like watch, pay $30 to watch real celebrity boxing and watch Thick Nick and uh, Lamar Odom fight Aaron Carter, which yeah. was like seeing a grown man fight a baby. It was... It was sad. something that sad. happened and we witnessed it. The adjective you're looking for is sad. But they were wearing headgear. Like, it's fine. No, no, I'm not saying that I'm, they got I told, really hurt and stuff. I told myself this just yesterday sad. before going to bed so I would, like, Yeah, there's also research better. that headgear gives you more damage. Oh, uh, so no, not that. in that case. They were barely, like, okay, let's not get in there. It's let's, just sad. It's just sad. But that's my question. Because in this, so in this case, the... 
it's a father versus son thing. And I I honestly stopped to think, like, would this be something that if it happened in real life, would I watch? Like, would would it be the place where I would draw the line? And honestly, I don't know. I can't say for sure because FOMO makes you do crazy things. And like watch Lamar Autumn fight Aaron Carter. Or freaking Mayweather and, and Logan Paul. Yeah. Or anything Mayweather does because fuck Mayweather in case you, you you forgot. But I feel like this is where I would draw the line, honestly. Not because I'm some noble, superior person, but like it, it just the idea makes me so uneasy. Can I watch it for free? Or do I have to pay? No, for it? in this reality, you can watch it for free. You can stream it. Probably would. Not that there is something we ever do, FBI. Probably would. <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay. FOMO makes you do crazy stuff. Yeah, it does. I'm not it, judging it, because it, it I don't know. It would have to be. It would have to be. Mm. Like an actual organization, which is like we have here. Like it's a WFA, but it's like, it's really the UFC. Yeah. Like it's a UFC in disguise, The organization. Right? So as, again, we mentioned it briefly, but the organization that they, that Cash competes for, it's called the WFA and it's supposed to be the UFC. We so like know. if the UFC or Bellator does this, which, hey, um, Bellator did a lot of shit when Scott Coker got there. Mm-hmm. Like the Shamrock uh, Hoist thing, mm-hmm. uh, Shamrock uh, the, um, Kimbo, Kimbo Data. Like, okay, fine. If I would have to find the link for real celebrity boxing to watch it. No. Okay. Not that it changes anything. <laughs> yeah. It just makes you feel better about yourself. I don't even happens. know if it does. But yeah, I'm not judging because I don't like, again, I don't know. But so th- that's the whole thing. But watching the trailer that really turned me off because it was like, this is why, why would anybody even do? Then watching the movie it develops in a way that is not, a super delicate because I this is the kind of storyline that you're not gonna fully develop in like less than two hours, but that they do it in an emotionally deep way in that it kind of makes sense. I think does we we want to get into that? Yeah, we'll we'll a few like quick things because I feel like uh, we need to address the incident that kind of triggered it. So we've already established Cash fucking sucks. Um, in the discussion with his wife, she mentions that he beat his ex-wife. Um, and he says... All the trigger warnings in the world, by yeah, the way, right trigger now. Trigger warning, because this is, this is the, yeah. the, the point where we discuss that. But yeah, he talks about... She, th- she mentions that and he says, oh, that's a lie. Like, she attacked me first. Um, and then I couldn't see my kids for two years. She lied on the stand. Uh, yada, yada. That <laughs> that kind of speech that we can see right through because it's a kind of speech that happens in reality. Yep. Again, points for the writers and points for Stephen Dorff, who, again, is very believable as this complete, pathetic, sad, horrendous shitbag excuse for a human person. But, um, and then one day he's cash is playing with his youngest son who to, to up until that point, again, he treats him well. Um, and he's like play fighting. And then he starts getting really aggressive with the kid and jet is looking over. And that's when jet realizes, um, he has, flashbacks it seems he has uh his memories triggered and he remembers the night 
in which the assault that the wife mentioned, that the current wife mentioned happened. And what we see is that he was beating up first Jed and then Quinn. Yeah, so he's playing with the now, a little kid like in the now. Hey, throw me a one, two, throw me a three. No, that's not a three. Stop laughing, stop laughing, and smacks him. And then Jed remembers that he used to do the same thing with him, which we know Cash's dad did with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Q gets upset and grabs a baseball bat. Yeah. And hits Cash with a baseball bat. Yeah. And then Cash, who is now wailing on Jed, starts wailing on Quinn. Yeah. Come to find out they're on the living room in the couch and he's choking the li- literally the life out of Quinn, of Q. And trying to punch him. And then, of course, the mom attacks him because the mom goes down to see Cash literally almost killing his kid. Yeah. And then he punches the wife and the cops get called and stuff. And then we come back and then it's Jed like, you try to kill Q. Yeah. And there's like, everything remembers. Someone from the team uh, tapes the moment he gets his shed kicked in because it's, Jed just yeah. punches the daylights out of him. UFC fighter Eric Anders comes oh, in this right. situation to Kamu stop Sarun us. supposed to be in the movie. I didn't see Ren, him. I'm actually, I just autographed seeing. something and I don't yeah, autographed Jack. Uh, pff, didn't see and him. I don't remember. Maybe you're cut. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Eric Anders is there and this girl leaks the tape. The girl the at the gym who had filmed the first fight. She doesn't, she sells the tape for a hundred grand, which. You don't know because she hates cash. Yeah. But like, so the, the tape is out of Cash and his kid, Jack, fighting. And, and then, obviously, it it piques the interest <laughs> of everyone. And the organization um, finds it an appealing business opportunity. Speaking of the organization, I just want to make it an aside. Because there's one moment on the movie in which uh, Cash doesn't fucking suck entirely which is when he is talking to the WFA guys and he talks about, like, he makes demands for the fighters. He says, I'm your most valuable fighter. I have two belts. Um, I want uh, fighters to be insured. I want, like, a pension. Like, he goes revenue this share. Revenue share. Which, to the credit of the writer, like, he researched he what's researched. going on in MMA because it's, yeah. like, the exact numbers, right? Yeah. Like. Because that's the complaint with the UFC. Like, I want to be the NBA. They want to be the NFL. And they're like, revenue sharing is terrible. It's like under 10% or something. While the unions for the uh, NBA and NFL secure mm-hmm. half of the revenue sharing with the owners. And we talked about it. Like, this was a very interestingly written scene because it really did come across as people who understand the business yeah, the, the promise that talking fighters about. have today in MMA. Yeah, and then he threatens, like, or oh, I will form a union. <laughs> We've been talking about it. I know I won't get anybody, or everybody on board, but, and it's just so interesting. It's the one moment where we don't absolutely hate cash. That, of course, is uh, short-lived <laughs> <laughs> because uh, obviously he sells it all out. I have a nickname when, for this moment. What? The Game Bread. The Game Bread? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> You were going to say whatever you were going to say. You know I'm right. Because he pulled the shit too. 
It's different. No, when did, Jorge was he little, didn't pull to... this shit out so he could find his own son, babe. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. With no. all the issues with have with Masvidal, I'm not about to compl- to compare him to Cash. But no, I'm just comparing. Like, no, I'm gonna fight for the common fighter. I will get you rights. I will get you a better deal. I will. Hey, Jorge, he's a money truck full of cash for you for your next fight. Okay, I'm done. Yeah, I'm done talking about Union. Thank you. Goodbye. Uh, Which. Okay, but every time you hear a fighter talking about union, yeah, most of them, except like Leslie Smith and people that are cool, Cajun Johnson and stuff, remember they're pulling this shit because they want to get paid more, and the moment they get more money, they'll stop talking union. And, uh, I think that's a more complex conversation than we can have now because I understand why fighters end up acting in very selfish ways, and I feel like that's we're better off. And I've kind of talked about this in the last episode with Chris Rini, uh, discussing the ways who really benefits from that, from having that sort of environment and fostering that kind of disunion. And it is the, the promotions, but yeah, you're right. But the thing is in this movie, he decides to give that all up to make a lot of money to fight his own child. And it's like, what the fuck, dude? This is like literally the worst character who's ever lived. And the negotiation is even uh, like even suckier, right? Because like they offer him how much? Like 25 million? It's like 50 million. It's like, no. It is like my fans won't. Like, Because if be that angry. leaks, a third yeah. of my fans will not pay for the fight. Yeah. So, so he's already like thinking on the back. So end, I want right? like 5 million and the, like half of everything else. And we get access um, to the books and whatever. We're like, yeah. he's thinking of the, of the, of the fights he's going to sell. Like yeah. he's not thinking about anything else. And yeah. And his wife, who again is pretty fucking cool. It's over. She's like, if you fight your own kid. Uh, and then when she does that, he, of course, gets aggressive with her because that's the kind of person he is. And uh, as she should, she dumps his yep. ass. So good on her. But yeah, so the whole thing, I will. I would like to know two things that I didn't really love about the movie because the re and I think the fact that we haven't talked about them helps explain why they have this little like um romance with Jet and a girl from his school because he's failing calculus um and she helps him and I just don't think I think he got lost like they try to make like a little romance because like it felt like he had to be there but it's like no we already have too much going on we didn't really need this storyline I don't know. What do you yeah, think? it gives you it gives us like uh the only thing it helps it helps us with is like it gives us uh gives us uh like an entrance to like which is dumb by the way because they could have done it without her. And I'm not saying this to be mean about her on the country. She's good, like we would have benefited with more of her. Uh yeah, so Donald Faison, Faison, I don't know yeah. how her his name is from Scrubs. Dr. Fame. Turk. Turk. Uh, he's there. He's Q's uh, teacher who's in a yeah. wheelchair. And then we find out uh, he was in the army and yeah. he was like in action. He got paralyzed. And uh, he ends up like dating Jet's mom. Yeah. And he learns that he was like in West Point because the girl is going to West Point. It's like, if you need a recommendation, you go to West Point. And he knew a senator and gave, he's like, oh, you should date my mom. And it's like, oh, like we didn't need the girl for this. We, the girl could have her own storyline. I didn't storyline. notice that the girl 
was involved in the story. Yeah, she tells him that she's going to West Point. Mm. And he's like, how do you get a recommendation to West Point? Oh, yeah, he, uh, Mr. Uh, Stewart gave it to yeah. me. And, oh, Mr. Stewart. And that's blah, another blah, 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 blah. kind of throwaway. Give moments. her her own storyline for this. Like, she's good enough for this. Like, don't, like, mix her so weirdly into this. Yeah. And the whole, that also the storyline between him and Susan, I think, just gets really lost in the shuffle. It's just, like jammed in there and like good for susan that she gets to like have a good person in her life but and also like he's not disabled and i feel like they missed the mark with that they could have yep. cast a disabled actor yep so just like it felt like an attempt to jam in another like disability sort of like storyline in there and it looked a little clumsy and just lost in the whole shuffle so i will say this um, that those two like things were a little just put in there in a very strange way that doesn't really go anywhere. But good on them for for having love in their lives, I guess, because Susan and Jet deserve it. But yeah, so we it all leads, of course, climatically to the uh, father and son fight. The son goes to train with the only guy who beat Cash. And that also is very quick. We get a montage, which we always like, but like it just, it's also very just thrown in there. I thought that that could have been explored a little better. He's like a weird um, version of George St. Pierre, apparently, because he's in Montreal. He's like French Canadian. Oh, I didn't even pick up on that. I mean, could be. I don't know if that's the reference, but like, otherwise, like, why would you have like in like a welterweight French Canadian former yeah. champion who's the only one who beat Cash? So like, he helps train Jad for the big father and son fight, and you have those promotion moments and the cheesy press conference and Mark Goldberg, Mike Goldberg talking about it. Um, the whole lead up to it. And in that sense, I feel like it reminded me a lot of Warrior, sort of the the build up to this like family feud type situation. Um, Except the drinking, the binge drinking in the hotel yeah, before the, the fight. It, it, and the national plane when the fight is about to end. And Cash is like hanging out with three naked women. Who, by the way, I envy those women's uh, ability to sleep because he's out there chatting with his son on the phone. Loud as shit. The son, the son that he's about to fight, loud as shit with three naked women on the bed. It is just like that scene was just so over the top. But at the same time, you're kind of like, I won't put it past cash. Also very on brand for MMA. Yeah, but I will put it past those women because there is no way you stay asleep when a person is having that loud conversation. Dude, that was the first thing that went into my mind. Like, <laughs> how inconsiderate is this asshole? Like, just, they're fast asleep. You can like, just get out of bed, go to a, you have a suite, my dude. You probably have another room. No, go to the other room and talk. wanted to no. disrupt those poor women. Ugh. Fucking cash. On top of everything else, a sleep disruptor. No, no. And then we got into the fight. Um, I I don't mind the fight scenes. I think they're fine. They're fine. Because that's the thing, right? Like, 
I when I watch an MMA movie, I don't demand that it's a spectacular fight. Like I have real life fights. <laughs> when I want to watch fights, I watch the real ones. I don't really demand that my fight movies have spectacular fight scenes. I do want them to not be really fucking clumsy, and I feel like they always kind of are a little bit. I don't know why. I don't know if it's because I understand MMA more. I always feel like boxing movies have better fight scenes than MMA movies. You know, yeah, the sports. thing is, actual fighting looks like crap on camera. Okay. It does. What you want for like dramatic effect, you yeah. want like big punches, big windups, open stances. You need to see the face. You need to see the shoulder. You need to see the arm, the kick, whatever. So obviously it's not practical. Like you see, oh, of course, he's like the windup's too big, the guards too wide. Yeah, because it's done that way for camera. Like if you get an actual fight coordinator, they know how to fight. Like they know how to actually fight. Yeah. And they actually know they also know how to do a choreography for a fight on camera. Boxing looks very dramatic on camera. Because you can actually do that. Like, you don't need to throw in kicks. You don't need to throw in rappling. Uh, I think here they do, like, a good um, uh, point of, like, doing the clinch with the cage. Mm -hmm. And, like, how tiring it is. And mm -hmm. the breaths and the holding. And, like, people holding in the cage. Because Cash gets deducted a point because he's holding in the cage. So there's, like, intricacies of the rule set and applied in the fighting. Uh, in boxes, I'm not saying it's easy, but it's easier because you can just... Like, shoot two guys, toe-to-toe, -to -toe, super open stance, just throw and, you know, pretend the punch landed mm -hmm. really heavy for, like, 20 minutes, and it looks really dramatic. Okay. Just, like, put baby oil on them, put water in their hair, <laughs> so, like, you get the flash of water when they yeah. get punched, and that's it. Yeah, that makes sense. And that, that explains kind of how I, f I feel about it. But as far as MMA movies go, I feel like the fight scenes are... Absolutely fine. They're gory. The 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 final scene particularly oh. is very gory. Uh, quick credit to Kenny Florian and Tyron Woodley because they play the roles oh, yeah. of the, the, the booth. ringside booth, the commentators. And I feel like they do a great job. Uh, Kenny Florian looks like he's like invested in those fake fights. So good on him. Has Woodley done uh, fights? He does the desk. Yeah, I don't know if he's ever done... Because Kenny's done fights for a while and it, yeah. it looked like it shows. Like, he's good at this. Yeah, Willie has, like, also some terrible lines. So good on him for delivery. <laughs> like, those are... The worst lines in the movie, I'm going to argue, are the ones that the commentators he got, he, they, they get, like, a raw deal. Like, they that could be yeah. better written, but they do a good job. And it's a very dramatic fight. I think it's a very long scene. I don't think he needed to be that long. It is, like over 20 minutes. It's just the huge, like the whole fight. Again, as a person who watches real fights, like I don't need my fake fights to be this long. Then again, somebody who doesn't might appreciate it. Then again, somebody who doesn't is probably not watching this movie, is watching all of the several other movies that don't talk about MMA. So at the end of the day, I don't really see the purpose of a fight that lasts for a thousand years. Uh, but it is long. And it, there's one moment in which there are a couple of moments in which um, Jet almost has cash. And there's one in particular where he's like wailing on him from top. And it seemed like he could continue just doing the damage. And cash is like talking shit or whatever. Probably saying a slur. Because literally every time he says something, it's a slur. Even in the good scene, I didn't mention that when he's like negotiating for fighter rights before he sells out, he ends up with a homophobic remark. So he just can't help himself. Also, they're like the owners of the UFC here. 
Yeah. They're of like Middle Eastern descent. He sa- and he says something sir. super racist yeah. about them, of course. Which is just delivered so casually that I'm like, Steven Dorf, you're an amazing actor, but also I'm a little weird. <laughs> Why did he do this movie? That's my the first thing I'm gonna research when we're done recording this is like why let's talk about the ending because we're like here like yeah 25 i wanted minutes. to just because I, I i don't know why he did this yeah so just going back to that particular scene he's wailing on the dad and the dad is saying something and instead of continuing the implication at least what i got from that scene is he could have continued like punching his dad but he goes for the armbar instead and it seemed to me like okay i don't want to keep like punishing him i'm gonna go for the armbar which is like a tamer thing and it costs him uh, dearly. And then uh, the the dad ends up suplexing him, this evil suplex that I've never seen such a violent suplex in my life. Oh, Rustam Khavilov. Who? Rustam Khavilov, the king of the suplex. Yeah, but like... He has knockouts via suplex. Well, so. he nearly fucking killed a kid. Yep. Like, you don't see the impact, but the implication <laughs> is that he gets suplex on the yeah. top of his fucking head. You're right. There have been, like, Jet just lands really badly. And um, I think the one time I saw, like, a slam was Jessica Andrade. And we all thought Rose had died. That I, like, I was there, like, octagon side front row. And I was like, I just saw Rose die. That's, that's awful uh and hopefully of course thankfully she was she was fine but uh the scene is this so the dad does a suplex he every, like the kid is lying there and everybody's worried because he's like just landed horribly and he looks terrible and he's all bloodied and he could have killed jet at that point and that's it <laughs> so the fight ends and, you know, Jet loses, but that's beside the point because he gets greeted. I don't even know. Do they announce something? I don't even remember People that part. People boo Cash. Yeah, he, he gets just booed leaves. out of he, the Because he wins. Building. It's a TKO. Yeah. Like, this is a, for yeah. those who, like, someone is listening to this that's not an MMA fan, which I know, like, Chancellor Slim, uh, it's legal. Yeah. That's a TKO. That's a TKO. Um, uh, unless in this rule set. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he gets booed out of the building, legit, because he, like, walks away from the cage. And when he's like almost backstage, uh, Jet rises. Like they want to get a stretcher. Trainer wants to get a stretcher. Uh, Claude He's like, no, I'm okay. I'm okay. I can get up. I can get up. He gets up yeah. and he's like, to the roar of the crowd. Yeah. And that kind of looks approving. Like, yeah, that's my boy. That's my boy. He's a star now. Like I my almost, boy's a star I could have fucking I killed, almost him, killed him. But- I beat his mom. I tried to kill his yeah. brother. I beat him relentlessly while I was living with them. Yeah. I do not give them a dime. But that's my boy. I'm proud. I'm, I'm proud. <laughs> I, had a, I had a part in this, in Ugh. the making of this boy, and it's uh, yeah. And then he's booed out of the crowd, and then it cuts to a later scene, and it's the entire family, including. Um, Carrie Wish, Trent. Um, yeah, second wife. The second, and second wife. And third kid. And the kid. And they're bowling. And everybody's happy. And Cash isn't there because everybody left Cash because Cash fucking sucks. And Cash is like at a party drinking heavily with several naked women, which I don't think is a bad fate for Cash. I will say this. They could have done better. Because like, I think the idea was to symbolize that he led this empty, lonely life, even though he had all the money in the world 
world. He did not have the one true thing that mattered. Because money can't buy you happiness. It just can buy you security, <laughs> yeah. healthcare, groceries, and utilities. Also shelter and a place to live. But okay. But okay. But and transportation. It's just that. Not happiness. Just being able to live day to day. Because, you know, money can't buy happiness. But he did make $200,000, Jet, for fighting his own no, fucking parents. Two million. Wasn't it too? The original offer is $200,000. There's a moment where like the mom sees like all the shit surrounding the fight. Oh, and she and fights. And she, she calls right. them and like, you know that $200,000? Yeah, at a zero. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. I had well, Cash probably that. got like $100 million out of this bullshit. Yeah. So $2 for like scarring you for life and almost being killed by your dad in front of like a fucking crowd. Uh, and I don't know how many televisions. I don't know if I would have taken the deal. <laughs> But I, then again, I have a cool dad. I love my dad. So I don't know. But it's $2 million. doesn't go that long. Yeah, $2 million. Well, that's easy, easy spend you, you you're can, dumb about it. You can you can spend. I could spend yeah. two million. Oh, I think. I think I could burn two million easily. Uh, me too. I'm terrible at money. But yeah, so th there is no, and I both like and dislike that. There is no attempt at redeeming cash. Right? He's a fucking asshole, shitbag, douche, terrible, idiot person. Um, and that's it. And he meets the fate that a guy like him sort of deserves without it being overly dramatic, without him going to prison, without him, right? Like, so I kind of like that. It's realistic. Not all terrible people that we know meet horrible fates. He meets a lonely fate that goes hand in hand with his personality. Yep. And I like that. At the same time, the arc of him is just... I'm stumped. Like, why? What is? What are we gaining from this character? What are we learning from this character? I my tendency is just to think he's just supposed to be a supporting player for Jet. The whole story is Jet breaking the cycle of abuse. The whole story is Jet um, realizing what happened to him because this is also a story about trauma, right? When he sees his brother, uh, we have a scene in which he talks to his mom and he's he asks, "Why did I blank that?" So we know that he didn't remember what had happened that night. His brain had rocked it. And I also like that. That's also a story about trauma because trauma is nonlinear. The yeah. recovery is not easy. It's not something that just happens. And it's not, he had blocked those memories out. And then he has to deal with, with that. And also, I think that's interesting. So in that sense, I feel like I understand Cash is just a crutch for the character of Jack. Like he's the one that we're interested in witnessing blossom and develop throughout the movie. I understand that. But at the same time, and I think that ties into what, what I, you wanted to talk about and what I want to hear from you is because you were stumped as to why yep. Stephen Dorff took this role, right? Because like, so, so why, what makes you wonder that? When people play villains, I'm not saying all villains need to have redemption. I'm not saying all villains need to have something uh this just has to me nothing mm -hmm. like he's just irredeemable irredeemable terrible racist misogynist piece of shit can't get it's the saddest worst character ever i no idea why would anyone like to play this We'll have to look at interviews um, karen bryant oh yeah yeah uh, uh, yeah she she interviewed steven 
Shout out to what happened. So Karen Bryan and Angela Hill. Yeah. So we'll we'll see about that. I haven't watched it either, but um, I mean, good on him because, like I said, not nothing against Steven. He's good sure, at this. A great guy, good but actor. Like, I just hate his face now. <laughs> <laughs> Poor man. Not his fault. So that pretty much wraps it up. I think that we've both established that we both kind of like the movie, that uh, it is a lot better than the trailer indicates, that it's more, it develops a corny idea well. But I wanted to hear, if you could, if you had to give it a score, uh, what would you uh, give it? Like a solid 6.5 out of okay, 10. Okay, that's fair. I'll go there, like, yeah. Don't break commitments. Don't make it a day. Don't make a day about this. <laughs> if there's like nothing to do, you're still like hunkering a little in place because you know, yeah. not everyone lives in the US where they have vaccines. So some of us are like still taking care of. Uh, yeah, like stop, watch it like on a Thursday afternoon, rainy Thursday afternoon. I think like I watching it the first time I watched, I j was just rewatching it to do uh, to do the episode because I actually saw it for the first time more than a week ago. The first time I think I liked it more, but again, it's a techie theme. So it's not it's not the kind of movie you're going to watch a thousand times. But also I think the first time I watched it expecting something awful. So I was just so positively surprised yeah. that it like really uh, may have incre artificially increased the grade. But I actually agree with you. I would give it like somewhere between a 6.5 and a 7. And I love that if you Google it, go to the reviews, they're all over the place. Like you have really good reviews about like how it is a fine movie, but it's also like emotionally impactful and it has like more layers than what you would expect from a fine movie. And other people saying like, it's just like <laughs> it's gratuitous, tacky stuff. So I, I, I kind of, I, I, and I understand I read a lot of reviews and I found myself agreeing with all of them. So that's the kind of movie that is, um, so yes, if you're listening to this, I'm assuming you already watched it. So I can <laughs> And if you haven't, uh, maybe you don't need to watch it. We told you everything already, or maybe you do. Just watch fun. it on a lazy Thursday afternoon. It's bad fun. MMA tattoos. Yo. Even the kid has bad MMA tattoos. Good he on does. them. Steven Dorf being a villain. Uh, so it's worth it. But I guess that's pretty much it, baby. Anything you want to add to the to our little review here? No, no, no. I'm We've covered pretty much. I have to much. watch some interviews about this. I'm yeah. glad they didn't do like the forced MMA cameos. Just so, yeah. The, like the they go into the gym and there's like five famous fighters. That's him. And that's X. And that's Y. And that's Z. Because it's always really fucking tacky. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad they didn't do that. Uh, they get their fighters there. Eric Anders there. Small scene. Uh, Cowboy Story is apparently somewhere in there. Missed him. I missed him too. Uh, Tyron and uh, Kenny. They're commentating. Yeah. So it, that's, I like that one. Okay. Thank you, babe, for joining me today. Thank you. For this Even though I'm special, not a special episode. You're, you're special in my heart. I'm just saying in the context of the podcast. You've been here enough times. I think after twice... Your two participations are no longer yeah, special. Yeah, I'm waiting for the eventual complaints of like, ugh, him again. Ugh. No, we all love you. I've I've had a request so for more boo-boo. I've had requests for more boo-boo. I can't even, not just me. My guarded personality the, the makes me doubt. The crowd loves you. <laughs> so they say. 
Well, thank you again for joining me. Thank you all at home for listening. Thank you. Who? Which random person are we thanking today, babe? I always thank a random person. We can't thank Keanu again. I thank him like every episode. Thank Joey Fatone. Okay. For, for letting me know there's a second act in life and that he's an actual good game show host. Okay. That was a great shout out. Thank you, Joey Fatone. I did not see that one coming. Maybe it's because I'm wearing my NSYNC t-shirt. Yeah. And I was it like, was okay. NSYNC is like, oh, remember? Yeah. Joey Fatone hosts the game in the... Game Show Network, and he's actually good at hosting. Good on him. Amazing. Good second act in life, my man. Thank you. Thank you. Hopefully, for- he made a shit ton of money from NSYNC. Uh, I doubt it. I don't know. He's not the star. Yeah. He's not Lance. He's not Justin. But JC is my favorite. Yeah, but did Chasey get like a second act like Lance and Justin did? No. And then Joey, boom, I got my second act too. He I'm a did. game show he had host. A whole, Good in him. He had a whole up. We're not getting into this. We've already discussed System of a Doubt. I'm not going to discuss anything. Also, Mars Volta is amazing. Even though Mars Volta is boring. Okay. But okay, thank uh. you. Thank you, Joey Fatone, for proving us that it can be done. That not, not all is lost after you lose your main gig in life. This has been the best camp of my life. And I will see you all next week.